This is the EPLOG audio experience. Recycling, upcycling is something that's been around for uh, generations, especially in Indian culture. And I always say that's not the solution, you know. Recycling is not the solution. Uh, I would consider myself successful the day I will not have a single waste to work with. Everywhere around us, we see tons of plastic being discarded on a daily basis. And uh, it's not just plastic, it's so many other things which are uh, termed as waste, which are mindfully, just mindlessly rather, just discarded. And uh, what do we do about that? Well, that's what we are going to do in this episode. Dear listeners, I have a question for you. If you see plastic around you, what do you do? One, you just ignore it and walk away. Two, you throw it in the dustbin. Or three, you do something like what my guest today is doing. He has turned waste into best, something that we have been taught in our school uh, in our primitive years. And that's what he's been doing. He has successfully transformed waste into something very meaningful. He has made houses and bricks out of plastic waste and turned it into something so useful that you and I can use it on a daily basis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Being the Change. My name is Rohan Thakar and I have with me Dr. Binish Desai or as we call him the Recycle Man of India. Welcome to the show, Binish. It's so lovely to have you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the lovely introduction. Here we are going to talk about uh, a deeper concept uh, of what can we do about plastic and the ways that is around us. Now, I uh, try to be consciously aware about not to use uh, plastic but uh, some or the other way it does you know come into our lifestyle so Binish what do you have to say about this here we need to start understanding what waste is you know most of our concepts about waste about recycling are on all I would say greenwashed to an extent you know people uh, when I say greenwash it means just that uh, you know there are people out there there are companies out there that have just changed our perspective about uh, environment uh, to favor their uh, own good or own means. Uh, first, we need to understand what waste is, you know, something that is completely not of use. But uh, it's also something that is not uh, natural, you know, it's not, it's man-made. It is us humans who have created it. And uh, millions of years ago, before man and technology had evolved, uh, everything from the food we ate, the clothes we wore, you know, even the shelters we lived in, everything was uh, completely going back to nature. Uh, but with over time, with evolution of technology, uh, with, in fig- uh, say, in Indian terms, our dependency towards the the Western culture, because in India, uh, you know, the Indian culture has always been more about jugaad, about sustainability. But when we started getting uh, inspired towards the fast fashion culture, you know, throwing it away uh, and all those uh, modern uh, cultures, uh, that is something when uh, waste became an issue for, uh, especially for our country. Uh, and for around the world, when uh, the new technology started coming, it became more burden for the nature to break down all these materials and hence resulting in generation of waste. So that's where the issue is. Yeah. I have a counter for you here. Like if you look in capitalism terms, so all they have done is that uh, they have reduced the cost to manufacture something and try to expand it and made it more accessible. So... 
well uh, before that came in uh, yeah. i would just tell you before that came in india was still indians were still happy and we are still yeah. happy sustainability is not expensive go to see mm. uh, villagers uh, all the people living in our villages all our farmers are the uh. biggest and the most sustainable people in the world if you go to see uh, mm. because they grow their own food uh, they live yeah. a very minimal lifestyle uh, you know uh if you go to see there are a lot of things that uh we you know we buy that we don't uh, uh need but the things that we want and that's one of the very biggest reasons why uh, you know all these uh what we call it as uh, non non essential necessities are growing up and that's mm. resulting in waste if you for example um if i uh, i personally uh, survive on uh, 12 pair of Uh, clothing a year uh, you know but nowadays uh, 12 pair of clothing a week is still uh, <laughs> you know something short of fashion so mm. that is the I, that's the difference you know that is not a necessity you can still survive on uh, yeah. you know just just couple of uh, clothes or used clothes that are passed down from your uh, elders you know brother or sister or mm. and so it's completely okay it's completely fine yeah mm. there's there's no harm in that you know this, yeah. but uh, making it as if that it's a need that you uh, every instagram post uh, should have a new clothing uh, yeah. what now is termed as the instagram fashion which you would yeah. only wear it uh, or buy it uh, for just wearing it on instagram and then you'll never yeah. use that ever again so all <laughs> these things have become an issue and that's where the real issue of yeah. waste has become uh, more and more dominant in terms of the amount of waste that we are throwing out and with every parcel or every order we make yeah. we are adding to not just uh, oh, yeah. you know that particular material but also the packaging that is revolved around it the cost of manufacturing and the carbon emissions that went into the transportation uh, into making it all yeah. these things pasand nahi aaye to return bhi ho jata hai yep the way cheese that that uh, you know things yeah. have become all what you said you know they have made things accessible mm. but still if you go to see uh, all the natural things are still not accessible there mm. are still people who are waiting for water around the world uh, yeah. there are still people uh, not having basic uh, toilets uh, or houses yeah. that's 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 the True. issue you know you have you can have an iphone but there is still someone out there who may not Have that Without access. a phone, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I to bhul ja phone hi nahi. But yeah, uh, it's it's so true, it's so true, and I completely agree. Something that I have been trying to do is uh, I have a very limited set of clothes now. What I do is I've got two pairs of white, two pairs of blue, two pairs of black. Or fir koi puchega nahi ki abhi kya pano. I'll tell you that's where the thing is. You know, abhi kya pano is. Uh, uh-huh. that i have always a lot of people ask you know uh, yeah why you know wear what you want you know why is it that uh, i always feel and i have always said this uh, that uh, there are two things that are very much uh, an issue one is the waste the other is our biasness or our understanding about genders you know we always associate certain style certain clothing or certain fashion to a certain particular gender and that's also where a uh, lot of issues are also coming because then you are always conscious about what you are wearing you know tell what you want 
repeat as many times as you want why can't you my wife uh, she set an example she wore uh, her bridal clothes uh, her bridal lehenga which was still one of the most minimal because she had used some uh, old sari uh, clothing to uh, make her own uh, you know uh, lehenga for the wedding but she also repeated that same thing at my sister's wedding so uh, it's all about trying to understand uh, what best we can do out of the things that we have rather than going out to buy things that we don't necessarily may need you know yeah yeah so coming to marriage you re- uh, just got married few months ago yeah, am i right not even yes. a year so congratulations yeah. to that thank you and um, i was just scrolling through your post and uh, you guys did something different now what was that can you share it so it's a zero waste wedding so uh, uh not just a zero waste wedding but in fact we introduced some very unique concepts um, the 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 more the most clearest one being is is that what we did was is we had very limited uh, guests that we had invited uh, but uh, we calculated the carbon footprint of each and every person who had come to our wedding from oh, the wow. start point of their house to the places they uh with this so we had their itinerary set that where hmm. they are uh, coming from the exact address to the carbon footprint that they will make if they are sharing uh you know cars or most of them carpool we had requested them to carpool uh, to come to our wedding uh we had sourced everything local uh, everything was uh, you know sourced locally the entire decor uh, was uh, all made out of waste from our products made by ida eco decor which is my brand uh, we had made uh, plates itself also made out of coffee waste everything handmade uh, and we introduced the most unique concept which was called uh, prakriti puja uh, so jaise uh, we all have a different rituals right uh, during a wedding uh, made be haldi mehndi ceremony sangeet you know why not introduce something related to sustainability so it is uh, we introduced this ritual where the bride and the groom uh, on the next day of the wedding once they are done with the the wedding rituals uh, they will go they will have a, a report of how much carbon emission they created by getting married and uh, they would go and offset it by actually contributing by recycling the waste and uh, so i and uh, my wife yashvi we both went Uh, to our center, and we took hmm. all our friends, near and dear ones, who had attended the wedding, uh, to wow. go and make bricks out of it. Uh, and those bricks were then used to make a, a toilet uh, for someone who was in need. And wow. we offset our entire carbon emissions in that manner. Awesome! So this is what my show is all about. That it's not just talk, but also uh, share examples how people have actually done it in their life, and uh, we too can do it. I have no intention of marrying any time soon, but listeners, wedding season will soon be on. So if you are finding any cues, Binish is here. <laughs> Absolutely, we are happy to help. Uh, we run eco shadi uh, yeah. program where anyone who wants to get married uh, can take our consultation. We'll help them make their uh, you know weddings completely uh, zero waste. Yeah. Awesome. So I had one question that uh, you know. it may be a very generic question but where do you source this waste so much from and how do you turn it into something so useful waste comes to us from all around the world we can say hmm. it comes from bahrain as well because the problem is is that waste is everywhere yeah whatever you see around uh, is a waste uh, if you go to see 
uh, you know, things that as simple as after you're drinking a cup of coffee, you don't mm. realize you're producing around 30 to 40 grams of waste from just a, 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 a shot of Americano, you mm. know, uh, or a cup of cappuccino would generate around 30 to 40 grams of coffee waste. So just small, small things that you do uh, generate a lot of waste and we source all that waste, your PP, you know, the, the, the latest being the PP face mask. And yeah. the kits that we have been using for past few years, we can say now almost two, three years, I can say. And uh, that's that's also one of the ways that we get. It's it's all the people who are sending it to us. Uh, we also work closely with, uh, you know, organizations, with corporates, uh, for uh, industries which take, uh, which are generating a lot of waste. We take the waste from them. We are in around 115 different types of waste that we have. Uh, identified and uh, that's that's uh, what we work along with. So you then segregate, <laughs> of course. So uh, you then segregate. Most of it comes to us segregated. So uh, uh, we are uh, see when a lot of times there is this misconception in the industry when someone says uh, recyclers, you know, a lot of times they are segregators uh, hmm. and post that uh, you know the non uh, essential or the non recyclable waste from their facilities comes to us where we convert them into products and then what's the process like when you are making something uh let's say so, you're making uh, brick brick right so or uh, like what are some of the things that you have made out of waste and so what are uh, the processes for that absolutely so our process uh, is divided into three uh, factors one is identification the key is not just about identifying the waste but how is it uh coming where is the source of it uh how much carbon intensive has the process been how much uh, uh, you know waste is being generated on a daily or a monthly basis uh, all these things we calculate we identify then we uh, research about it so the, the process of identification also considers uh, consists of the research aspects which is a major uh, aspect of the company where we do majority of the eco economical uh, research which means that the product just is not uh, need to be environment friendly but it also has to be economically sustainable it also has to do the right uh, in terms of replacing the current existing product uh, so that is identification then comes the eco uh, you know uh, processing or the segregation we can say so segregation happens through our partners or through people who are already segregating it it reaches to us but still uh, we believe in specific segregation so rather than uh, later on segregating it we try to send out specific bins uh, that are set up uh, for collection of those specific products that need to be recycled so it reduced down the process or the intense intensity uh, through which the mechanism needs to work so specific segregation is literally segregating at the source uh, and then it reaches us and the last process would be eco-processing uh, which again has multiple uh, sub-processes. Uh, if we call it about brick, then what happens is, is the material comes to our factory, it is sanitized, it's washed, uh, then it is mixed in the, the desired recipe of the material that we have invented, uh, and then it is uh, you know, mostly hand-processed. Uh, um, so we are a technology developers. Most of the people misunderstand us as manufacturers. Uh, but we are just technology developers. So we make the technology, uh, we create a pilot scale of it. And then for scaling yeah. it up, we just give out 
uh, and on a franchise uh, basis to the people who are looking towards manufacturing of it. That's easily replicable. Uh, our clients are governments or private investors who want to do something for their space, uh, you know, something unique. So that's that's something that we uh, work with. So where do you see this scale going in? Because uh, as a city dweller, I don't see any of the builders, not that there is space, but any anyway who are, uh, you know, today uh, the big developers, majority of them are not looking at uh, this. So do you think there is an entry? Oh, absolutely. So we have, we have majority big developers who are, uh, very much taking our product now uh, because mm-hmm. uh, for past few years sustainability was not their priority but things are changing you know post covid uh, one good thing that has happened is this uh, people have realized that it's more important than ever to talk about sustainability to talk about uh, how much uh, they are putting onto this earth uh, and uh, not just that even the uh, the organizations, the governments are now focusing more on sustainability. So that's that's helping in a large way. Uh, the best part about our technologies are uh, they are easily scalable, easily replicable in terms of if you need a small unit for a hobby, you can still do that. If you want to actually earn out of it, you can still do that as well. Uh, it's, a, it's a profitable uh, product. So a lot of times the people into the business are always looking for things that uh, do earn them or fetch them profit at the same time doing uh, something good for the environment. And that's exactly where uh, our technologies fit in. So that's, it's, it's getting uh, accepted. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's getting replicated. It's, it's growing. uh, And uh, we have recently started uh, developing technology that helps us update the current existing infrastructure of the government or municipal bodies so they do not need to invest a huge amount to set up something like this. They just need to update their existing waste management infrastructure uh, to uh, to increase their capacity to create uh, products out of the waste which was anyways getting thrown out or incinerated. Mm. So uh, that's, that's how we are scaling up. Awesome. So recycling and upcycling has been there for a while now it's been there for centuries and like you said uh, indian culture has always been about around center around this mm-hmm. but in today's time how do we make it mainstream now i feel like it's already mainstream as i said earlier my first thing was this, just we don't know how to uh, what exactly is about us uh, a lot yeah. of people ask me about you know as you said recycling upcycling is something that's been around for uh, generations especially in Indian culture and I always say that's not the solution you know recycling is not the solution uh, I would consider myself successful the day I will not have a single waste to work with uh, mm. until unless it's not something that yeah. uh, just doing a part of the process the success yeah. will be when uh, nothing will be coming out as waste uh, everything would go back directly to the nature without even us having to process yeah. it so uh, our our uh, you know uh, dependency on synthetic material has to reduce and opt towards more uh, nature friendly uh, approach uh, apart from just being it being circular because there is always uh, even in circular economy uh, for it to be successful 
there should not be any residual waste as well so we work mostly with residual waste is basically we are recycling but only 90% of it so that 10% comes out still as a waste um and that's something that we've closely worked with but it's just a a solution we can say a temporary one but the idea should be it should be 100% going back to the nature and uh, that is something uh, which uh, would be a success uh, in terms of our achievements yeah so i have to correct my statement here it's not recycling but the goal should be zero waste absolutely so this uh, you know change in shift of our thinking it's a stage uh, for everyone like first stage is mindlessly doing what you're doing second is being aware that ha huh, this is not right but what what can we also do third stage is that okay i'm taking the first step and slowly slowly i'm realizing that i can avoid this third then after that is where we are coming uh, about zero waste now it's a complete change in mindset and when we were talking before the recording as well even in the slightest things that we do there's so much of carbon waste being generated like something as simple as just shooting a mail or a text message so how do we go about it man so uh, you know as you said it's all stages you know everything uh, is a process you're always learning uh, absolutely yeah. understand a lot of people do not have the correct uh, idea or the knowledge about how uh, they can become more sustainable uh, yeah. and hence there is always uh, a requirement of guiding but a lot of times uh, people are misguided in terms of uh, mm. as i always say greenwashing is the biggest problem right now existing uh, as everyone is talking about sustainability but there are a lot of times that people are just greenwashing you through uh, you know products which are which are hypothetically creating more harm than good to the environment so uh, you know uh, first trying to understand the right routes and i would always say for india it's much easier because mm. we just need to go back to our roots you know our moms are the biggest recyclers uh, yeah. if you go to see we all have our favorite t-shirt becoming a pocha <laughs> the moment it's torn down so we know yeah. that what uh, you know uh, upcycling is reuse is recycling is uh, just that we need to adopt into our system more and more and it's gradual process uh, Uh, yeah. i started my journey at the age of 10 uh, you know uh, my first invention was the age of 10 and i didn't have a guide back then so my idea is actually towards uh, giving back now uh, towards our upcoming generation uh, because if we start incorporating things uh, in the earliest stage possible uh, in the in the uh, small kids and and age 10 towards moving forward towards everyone even uh, you know 50 year olds can learn uh, about But how it. did this come to you because at 10 i was watching doremon so, so uh, i was watching captain planet so that's something uh, that just the difference of a cartoon maybe probably so i was watching <laughs> captain planet he was my favorite character so uh, working with waste back then uh, was not yeah. something that i was thinking it to go mainstream mm. uh, i was just simply saying that i wanted to help my superhero uh, and mm. i kept inventing It yeah. was back in two thousand and nine uh, when I went to United States. Uh, when I uh, talked to the people, my friends there who I had made in school, and they said, "Why don't you pursue this as a career?" And so I came back home and I said that I fought against it. And back then, uh, working with waste or making toilets or uh, you know such things 
there was not much of startup india there was not uh, uh, swachh bharat abhiyan you know so all these things were not mainstream back then so working with which was kind of a taboo coming from a small town so all those struggles and all have taught me towards uh, how to uh, entirely take this thing forward i've learned from my mistakes i always say that failure is the best thing Uh, to teach you how not to do a particular thing, and that's what I have. I've been a constant failure uh, towards learning the process and gradually uh, reaching to the goal which mm. I have set right now. Hmm. Amazing. So uh, there's been one thing which has been going around my mind that uh, you are an inventor and you have got several tools, both your mind and the physical tools which are there. but for someone like uh, me and th- several others at home so what are few of the things that we could you know ide- identify first is identifying it as a waste and of course uh, reducing it is the second process but uh, after identifying it how can we you know uh, reuse it into something more useful like you just took an example of uh, the coffee waste that is there so how do you turn that into something meaningful so few uh, examples are- if you could share absolutely so uh, the first thing is, is stop buying things that you feel like buying uh, buy only the mm. things that you need and not the things that you want that will automatically reduce your waste uh, yeah. creation to a large extent uh, try repairing things try buying uh, used products it's always a good idea if you're talking about electronic second hand products is a good idea you know a lot of uh, things uh, track your carbon footprint always would yeah. say uh no your so you should have like an annual i i do for my family as well every year we have a report card of sorts where we mm. try we track on a daily basis how much carbon emission that we are generating uh, of the most minutest details as well that we uh, do if i take a cab how much kilometers i travel all the data we keep collecting uh, to have an annual footprint and we try to reduce it on an annual basis that what next you know how, how mm. can we do it another so it's it's make it like a challenge make it like a game you know be more interactive if you are yeah. in a family try challenging your sibling or your wife or your partner or, or your kids you know that uh, can we do this you know this the simpler techniques uh, small uh, educate it's very important to educate you know uh, educate each other learn from uh, each other things that you uh, may have a misconception about or uh, try to clear it as much as possible uh, a lot of times we uh, i call it as wish thinking uh, wish recycling which is basically we wish that this was recycled and we end up throwing it into the uh, recycler bin but it's actually most of us think paper is 100% recyclable uh, yes it is but it's not commercially recyclable you know people do not understand these two concepts because for example if you will recycle paper in your own house and create products out of it that's you completely 100% recycle it into something new which is of use uh, but if it go uh, if your radiwala takes it it goes back into the paper mills where only 60% of your paper becomes brand new paper again because it's very uh, difficult for you to commercially recycle or de-ink it and it uh, that particular paper of your just changes its name to secondary waste and it ends up into a landfill so uh, you know such things just understanding such things we are coming up with a program called westific which is going to be open for uh, a lot of people it will 
uh, include uh, courses. It will include master classes for people wow. um, from age ten uh, all the way till uh, you know sixty, seventy, eighty. Whoever Arriba. wants to join in any profession, uh, it will be like a, a database. It will be a think tank also. which consists of different materials that i have invented over the years for people to have access towards for students who have access and create mm. more products out of it we are working on that particular model so absolutely uh, that is something that we are uh, doing it but uh, till then you can also collect uh, you know coffee waste from your homes if you are going let's say to a starbucks uh, you order a cup of coffee ask them uh, if they could uh, uh, collect uh, coffee waste for you and you could uh, send it to us as well a lot of cafes are sending it to us uh, uh, but we have certain instructions uh, of how you can send it because we do not want yeah. an added carbon footprint for example right. we collect ppe face masks if you have masks at home uh, collect minimum uh, we say 100 masks uh, but the more the better if you are able to collect 250 masks uh that will be a carbon neutral transport from anywhere in india to uh, to our center uh, and will recycle it so you know things wow. uh, simpler things that you can do uh, opting for uh, local options opting for more uh, eco friendly options uh, for sustainable uh, things this misconception that sustainable is expensive is also mm. an issue you know because people are always scared but they do not understand yeah. that a handmade sustainable thing is uh, maybe expensive because it mm. is handmade you know if you are a uh, lot of for example we have a home decor brand uh, which yeah. is completely sustainable but it is still uh, cost effective and mm. most of the uh, you know products that are handmade and are in the market uh, but yeah. people still uh, try to compare it with uh, maybe a melamine uh, so we have crockery mm. so they'll try to compare it with a steel plate or a melamine plate which would cost yeah. around 100 150 rupees so that <laughs> that mindset needs to change people need yeah. to start understanding and start taking waste as a serious product it is also the quality direct, and the durability will be different right absolutely it's much more uh, much more durable it's much more uh, stronger it's uh, much more mm. uh, uh, unique it has a story attached to it it's not just the feel good factor around it but it's also about uh trying to understand how sustainability works it's 100% recyclable yeah. uh it can be uh you know shaped and uh, it is completely safe in terms of uh there's no fumes that are coming out so a lot of things it's just about mm. uh, creating small mindsets uh, about yeah. uh how we perceive uh, ways to be you know when we talk about ways people just assume that oh it's it's uh, dirty so we are trying to uh, change that mindset uh we are mm. um in fact uh, one uh, of the unique things that we are we are working on is uh, trying to uh, take uh, make this museum of waste it's one of a wow. kind in the world which uh, will consist of all the products that we have worked with we are working with and invite other innovators also have worked with uh, waste products to come and feature it and we are very excited about uh, this entire Should be project interesting, yeah absolutely so it will be more of a space it's a thinking space you know uh, i invite everyone i'm using this podcast to invite everyone to come down there uh, come uh, see what waste is uh, bring your ideas on the table create products out of it uh, and it's it will be a learning space altogether so 
just just simpler things uh, uh again you know if you are talking about uh things that you can do in your house uh if there is an event going on uh, if it's a wedding a baby shower or a birthday or as simple as uh, you know just going out on a vacation try yeah. uh, doing as much uh reduction of waste or uh, carbon emission as you can try to see yeah. for options uh, how you can reduce your carbon footprint how you can uh, travel more sustainably how you can plan your weddings more sustainably and we are there to help you so um, yeah. no. always my team is there to help you and reach out whenever you can so these are ways you can uh, reduce mm. uh, or simply just take care of the nature yeah so one more question around this only mm. uh for all those uh, you know kitchen scientists uh something that we they could do at home uh for making something good out of it there are a lot of a uh, lot of recipes uh, that are there so uh, upcycling is the biggest thing that you can do if you have a tire uh, at home converting it into a chair is you know there are a lot of diys uh. now do it yourself uh yeah. things that are that are out there you know the simplest of things which um, mostly are uh, utility and craft products uh, mm. but uh, if you want to do something as that uh, for example you have used mask or used clothes or coffee or tea you know uh, tea bags um, things like that uh, we are trying to collaborate with many brands to try to bring circularity into uh, the mainstream uh, you know a lot of brands are coming up towards ensuring reusability and all these yeah. things but uh, if you want to do it still there are a lot of ways uh, for example plastic waste mlps you know uh, one very good uh, example when you are using uh, any any plastic container or anything uh, do not cut a small piece out of it hmm. always try to ensure because the smallest of the piece uh is yeah. an issue uh, try collecting all of that and then you can eventually send it you can collect it in uh, you know all your neighborhood can get together and have a bin placed mm-hmm. for those small uh, pieces uh, collect it and then send it across as simple as you can also collect your uh, fabric lint that comes out from your washing machines mm. um, and you can send it to us as well Superb. So I'll be putting all the links uh, of Binish in the description and show notes. So uh, if you have got an initiative for your home, followed by your neighborhood, uh, please do contact him on his email address or the whichever link that I'm posting below. So you yourself can take part in this sustainable journey, more than sustainability, zero waste journey, and realizing that how much you need is sufficient. It was a pleasure talking to you, Binish, and I hope we do more such conversations. Thank you for taking out time at 10 a.m. 10 p.m. at night. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was wonderful uh, having this conversation. Cool. And listeners, if you have found this helpful, make sure you comment below and share this episode with whoever. needs to listen to this and i'm sure everyone needs to listen to this because it's not something very complicated something very simple that you could do in your day to day life and bring a change yourself rather than waiting for anyone to bring that change this is rohan takar signing off make sure you subscribe and stay with me for a future journey episodes as well thank you